Welcome to the community where passion for life and healthy sexuality connect beautifully and easily. I'm your host, Amanda Ammons, and my goal in life is to help you thrive. And a huge part of that is your sex life. Your one life was meant to be amazing, sex included. You most likely haven't been shown this, but I'm here to tell you, you're beautifully and intricately made. Made for more, made for the best. However your journey brought you here, join me in a new conversation about one of the most amazing things ever created, intricate, passionate intercourse. Together, let's break the shame cycle. Let's learn how to please and be pleased. Let's fight fear, find freedom, and freaking have fun. Welcome to the Passion Connected Show. Hey friends, welcome back to the Passion Connected Podcast. Last week we took a little bit of a vacation off. I had a week off of the podcast, kind of unintentional, but I am really excited to dive back into all the topics that we have planned um, and some of the things that we're going to discuss here in the next coming weeks. And so for this week, we're actually discussing something that I have talked about before on the podcast, which is what Kyla and I talked about before we got married, like when it came to sex, like what... (laughs) what topics did we cover Um, what did we talk about like our histories what did we share with each other dreams for the future all of those sorts of things Um, and there's a lot to navigate when it comes to comes to sex and comes to two people coming together and two lives coming together and two families coming together and so um, that question was posed to us one time and I addressed it in another episode which I'll link in the show notes below um, if you want to listen to my side of things but I wanted to bring my husband on here and kind of give the perspective um, of what it was like for him coming together with me which is (laughs) which is its own thing Um, but also just sort of from the guy's perspective and from frankly just a different person's perspective what it was like trying to navigate those discussions those topics and all that sort of stuff so without further ado welcome back to the podcast for only the second time which is crazy my hubby kyla bamans thank you hello i'm back (laughs) (laughs) and you missed uh not missed but you didn't mention the uh podcast i was on the first one we did cover a, few, a little bit about what we talked about before marriage. We just didn't cover it in the way that we're going to cover today. We really didn't cover it at all. We basically just said we talked about everything. Yeah, checked that off the list, took everything. <laughs> so, Which wasn't really a good explanation. It's true, it's true. So then I listened to your episode where you covered it, and now you're bringing me on so I can talk about a little bit of my side. So. Yeah, your perspective. I kind of pre-prepped you with a, with a few questions, but I actually have a different one that I think I want to start with. Good, I need that. <laughs> Okay, shake it up a bit, <laughs> confuse you. Um, okay, so kind of like what I said in the intro, it's a whole thing, you know, coming together with me and my perspective of sex and my love of talking about the topic and learning things. What was that like for you to start dating and be engaged to somebody who is so just, I don't mm. know, ready to talk about it and yeah. really, really open? Yeah. Hmm. I guess I was ready. I was, I was loving. I was just falling in love with who you were. So, yeah. I guess. I guess like the way you frame the question is like the way you going into it is like you leave no stone unturned. Let's make sure that we cross our eyes and dot our t's and. <laughs> did I say it right? Yeah. No. Cross our eyes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> 
that was for you. There you go. Ode to, ode to Amanda's metaphor. Mixed metaphors yeah. through all the podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I did, and I really thought I said it right. Okay. Well, so you're coming from that perspective and you're saying like, me coming into it is a different perspective because I, I did grow up not only personality wise, um, in some ways more avoidant, but also in an environment and a Christian environment that didn't talk about it similarly to you. Yeah. But but just a different thing personality wise and and also culture upbringing family family dynamics a little bit. So there's a little difference there. Just the background going into it. Do you want me to speak on that or, or are you thinking more like where I was at in that season of life? Or I just I just realized the reason I asked it is I feel like I've never asked you like what was it like having somebody who was like so ready to just talk about it. Sometimes I feel like I shocked yeah. you or yeah. you know well, you, you've even said before, it was like, I was just <laughs> yeah. ready to discuss like yeah. it wasn't, anatomy and everything. I was open. So. It wasn't like the awkward person though. Like you're so comfortable and you, and you value like really good conversations. Someone might hear that and think of oh, the stereotypical, like obnoxious person that's socially unaware and that's not you. So if they think that, then it'd be like, hi, let's talk about sex. And then, <laughs> like, it wasn't like that at all. It was like, we were getting to know each other as friends. It just went fast. Like like connecting on all these levels. Here's the yeah. thing, like the small talk covered so many bases. Then anyway, I'm always bringing in the deeper stuff. And then, so in some ways in conversation, I would jump deeper conceptually to purpose, to that kind of stuff, probably faster than you. And you even talked to me about how like, <laughs> Amanda had to talk with me about like the value of small talk, like not, <laughs> not weirding people out or not losing people by jumping deep all the time. You know, that was, that Which was is me. hilarious. Cause I feel like, I don't know. That's both you and I jump deep. Right. Like and fast. in different ways too. And then and appropriately. So for me, I think I was okay with being slightly awkward in, in public or like taking, because I was in a place where I was like, the mix up that I give them in life is worth it. Cause I could change their life forever for the better. And for you, you're, you're coming from another perspective of like, let's, Let's let them know they're comfortable and valued here so that they can open up and go deeper. All that c comes in to say, like, in conversation, you're comfortable to start. You weren't awkward with it. Yeah. And so, um, like I equated it with other things we talked about, I might go deep in a, in a concept, but then you, you're talking with me, you're comfortable. And so when it came up, it was so genuine. It was never weird in that sense because I felt like we, we were growing closer as friends. And then as we got to know each other, and we're like, wow, this could be... I mean, for me, it was very quick. And then for you, God, <laughs> you know, it was very quick that, that we both knew, okay, wait, we're going to marry this person. At that point, it makes sense that as we're growing as friends and we're talking about deeper topics that there wouldn't really be anything off limits. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think one of the things that comes up for people when they start talking about sex, I feel like, and I kind of said this in the other podcast too, but there was like two different categories and, and you and I had to approach that as well. It was like, okay, so we're going to talk about this. We're going to navigate this. We're going to figure out what we think and what we don't think. Um, and with the different topics, there's like your past, but there's also like your present and moving forward. So like your boundaries, what you want sex to look like in the future, your relationship together that you and I had to navigate, but also us talking to each other, you mm -hmm. know, about our past and mm -hmm. things like that. And I mentioned briefly how you had been given advice yeah. that yeah. was like, don't share anything or don't learn anything from the other person that you can't take with you. And I would love to just hear your perspective yeah. as you navigated that because it was the advice advice that was given to you as we were 
figuring out what are we going to tell each other yeah. about our past? That's a good question. Yeah. You're asking a question that really hits at the heart of, of some of the conflict confusion for people and for me. So yeah, I definitely came into the friendship and relationship at a, at a like personal belief stance that was more on the side of, of that advice I was given, which was like, like whether with anything sexual, like sexual temptation, don't think about it, don't talk about it kind of a thing. Because if you talk about it, you might visualize it, especially as a guy, you're more visual. And it just made sense. Oh, you just shut that off completely. And then whether it was the, the, the circles I grew up around or at the internships, you know, a lot of Christian, um, well-meaning and good things, you know, like the, the only temptation you're supposed to flee is sexual temptation. So even like, so, you know, I was just like developing habits at that straight out of high school where I'd like not even, you know, shut it off, shut it off. And the negative with that is I didn't, I didn't deal with everything. I didn't address it. I didn't recognize what feelings I had or why I was thinking or feeling, or even like, why is this temptation coming up? Sometimes there's a reason for it. And, um, so coming from that, it was, um, because we had trust in our friendship, I think we were able to like actually meet there and start to like address at that point. And I think when I think back to it more than that, like, I mean, there was trust, but also I think both of you, you and I came into it with like an abundance of grace mm. with each other. Just like we, we decided that we wanted to tell each other everything and mm -hmm. we went into those conversations like we're going to be here. Like I'm not leaving. Yeah. I'm not going to throw it back in your face. I'm not going to hang on to this. All of this was the past. Like we set that before we even started the, the conversation, which was actually really difficult. I feel like, because when things came out, it was like, okay, I made this commitment, but this is really hard commitment to, to keep. But I think that that was so good for us because it was like, we set the precedent of we're going to have grace with each other, no matter what comes out right now. And and that was just like how the conversation mm -hmm. started off instead of, and just like, I guess to combat the shame and this idea that we can't talk about it. I yeah. think you and I almost wanted to talk about it so much because of all of the, like not talking about it mm -hmm. that had gone on in our life. Yeah, no, it's true. We both, and in many ways, like personalities and everything aside, <clears throat> similarly growing up in Christian homes where parents were awesome and meant well and even addressed these things in their own way and, and gave space for it. And a, and a lot of things were really healthy. It just, when it comes down to execution or how we interpreted it, there was shame around sexuality. And, uh, and so there is this history, you know, for, I guess for their generations too, they were probably beyond the average, you know, which is crazy to think about because, but you just look at different places and that's why we're here talking about it now, but looking down to us uh, or moving down the line to the present day with, with you and I trying to discuss this, we go, yeah, like this is, people are being quiet about this. Yeah. Like it was, this, this is the cause of pain and shame and hurt and so much negative that it's like, we wanted to lean into it. But I do want to say one thing here that you, um, it's not just that we made a commitment to do it. Although we did, we both were committed to each other and committed to like loving each other no matter what, that's what love is. It's not conditional. So you can't do anything to make God love you more or less. It's just, he initiated, he loves, he just, he's just, cared. he just, he knows everything. He just loves so much. So same here. We wanted to love like that. So we were committed to it, mm -hmm. but 
you were loving in that. You were loving me before that too. You, you let me know. And here's the thing, audience, right? Amanda gave me this space at least one day where she talked to me. It was more than one day, wasn't it? Where we talked about how much are we going to talk about? Like the, the question was put on the table because we did bring up things. We did, as we were talking and getting more and more friends, you know, when you get close to somebody, you, more things come up and hurts come up or memories come up and you start sharing things and then it could just keep going. And, and when we talked, we'd talk for hours or whatever. So it was like so much that we covered, we had this, whatever it's called, meta communication or whatever, where you would talk about how you're going to talk. And you were like, you probably let it. How much do we want to share? And just put the, t- the question on the table. And we both processed it and came back later. Yeah. And I think that you were ready before me to think about it. And I was like, I need to ask some more people. I need to spend some time alone. I need to process this. Because anytime you have a decision where you're going to do something that can't really be undone, I just wanted to be careful about it. You know, that's, that's the whole fear about so much around and the shame around section itself, you know, yeah. <laughs> that the, there's something big to it. And so um, I think it's really important to, to take the time to address it yourself. And you did that uh, and you helped me have space for that where I think um, I might not have gone as deep or, or like really assessed it as honestly if it, if it wasn't something in a healthy relationship where we put on the table and actually processed it. So I, I, I share that rabbit, rabbit note, rabbit trail note to give credit to you for actually giving me space because I, I never felt pressured to hurry up or to to settle anywhere in that spectrum of where I was at. It was just space to for me to know where my stance was and then come back to you. So, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad that I <clears throat> that I did that. <laughs> I, I felt like on the inside, I'm like, I just want to know. I just want to know. But I'm such a, I'm a knowledge nerd. Like yeah. I love gathering information, especially like when it was about you and getting to know you. I wanted to know so much so I'm glad that I had patience on the outside (laughs) um but yeah I think like you brought something up to my mind as you were talking about that which is that in this sharing of knowledge uh, whatever topic your history or what you think about sex or what you've been taught about sex or whatever you really have to come together like it's this weird thing of two individuals while also being a team because you and I both had to decide for ourselves how much do I want to share mm-hmm. and how much do I want to hear. Mm-hmm. And we had to, that was like two separate decisions that yeah. we had to make. And then also we had to come together and like when we brought those, we had to say like, this is how much I want to hear and this is how much I want to, you know, say and how are we going to work this out. Mm-hmm. And we did have some conflicts on that. Um, I feel like I wanted to hear more sometimes mm-hmm. than what you wanted to say just because you were nervous about, like, I, I think, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but we're nervous about just, like, too much information or, or too many details. And I, I love the details. I want to get to know mm-hmm. the things. And I feel like it m- paints paints better pictures mm-hmm. for me. And I wanted to, like, share all the details because I was just ready to, like, <laughs> have, yeah. a, have a teammate, have a partner. But we were able to come together and decide, yeah, that's okay for you to withhold that. I feel okay with that. Yeah, that's okay that I said that. You feel okay with that. And and kind of piece it together bit by bit. It wasn't even just like, I feel like we didn't just decide, like, this is how much we're going to share. And then we just did it. Even as yeah. we walked through the conversation, there were times where it was like, can you share a little more? Yeah. Can you can you stop there? I'm not ready for that. Yeah, yeah. that's you know? really important. 
I think, and like, I think as you're talking, I'm remembering <clears throat> that like, we both, I remember saying this or something like this, like, hey, let's, let's share like a, or at least for myself was like, go ahead and share, like, don't go all the way to the, the nitty gritty details and don't just be too vague. Like share, share the story, share where you were at and all that. And then I'll ask questions as necessary. And I feel like that was a healthy, like a thing. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, you're not avoiding anything. It's, it's like you're actually addressing all the things. And then sometimes it's appropriate. Sometimes it's not like even in that, if you listen well to each other, ask good questions and just affirm you're probably going to help them heal so much with if there wasn't full healing already on some of those things, the pains or things they've done or regrets or whatever, like, or even just like doubts or fears or lies that they believe growing throughout. Like if you're actually Mm -hmm. there listening to each other and like feeling that emotion with them, or at least trying to recognize it, listening and like just, just basic listening skills. I think you're, you're actually going to go with each other on a journey and, physiologically psychologically like mentally you're actually doing healing in your brain and Mm. your body which is so cool um just to have a good conversation where you're validating each other's emotions what you've been through so that's it's it's crazy there too um that's another kind of rabbit trail for me but but i wanted to say what you were um what you addressed earlier that where i came from Mm -hmm. i think part of the reason why like where i was at in it Part of the reason I didn't want to go as far into the details is one, yeah, like that's the advice I had and like kind of how I grew up in many ways, where it's like what you don't know can't hurt you unless what you don't know is going to hurt you, I guess. But (laughs) that doesn't make sense. (laughs) What you don't know won't hurt you unless it's hanging over you. Gotcha. Is a metaphor. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, keep going. (laughs) The point is like, like... If you want to live miserably, you can go search things online that are really miserable and like find really bad stories just to make yourself sad and 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 hurt and find evil. Like if you seek it out. And so for me, yeah. it was like distinguishing that, like plus like kind of being more of an optimist. Like I was looking for positives and stuff. So I just had to be honest with um, myself and that I I wanted to avoid some pain and wanted to avoid some of that stuff. Yeah, which I don't think is wrong. And I no. want to I want to say that that I don't think that in unless you're like mean to each other or withholding forgiveness or you know all these different things like there's a lot that you could (laughs) there's a lot you could do wrong in the conversation but i don't think that that having hesitations or having a way that you want to have these conversations in any way is wrong and i think for both you and i it was just a difference of of how we wanted to go about it. And like you wanted to, you know, stay away from those pains and there were things that you didn't want to hear or didn't want to go into or discuss, which was completely fine. And for me, it was on the other side of that was this, it was the same reason. It was just a different method of getting there. I didn't want to deal with the pains. So for me, it was like, let's discuss it, get it all out, figure out where we stand with it and then move on. And, and I've never pretty much thought about them again (laughs) like once they were truly truly dealt with and so I think there's two different perspectives on that but I don't think either one is like right or wrong necessarily yeah the main concepts that are that apply the main principles you live by when you go about these conversations if you're there to love each other doing your best to like be proud of yourself like the decision you believe in and and you actually have peace about it. I think that's really good going into it. Yeah. Well, and 
with that, um, I feel like you and I's teamwork in that discussion and all of the different things. And it wasn't just like, what have we done in our past? It was also like, what have we learned? Like, where do we come from? What, what was the environment in our home concerning sex and sexuality? Um, you know, what did we believe that God taught on it and, um, how, what did he design and all of those sorts of things? I feel like working through all those things, working through the pains and, and figuring out where we stood together was the foundation for moving forward. Yeah. Because I don't see how you and I could have, and this goes a little bit back to the question of like, what did we talk about? I feel like it was really necessary for us to have some of the really difficult conversations before we ever talked about like our boundaries with each other and our relationship and going forward because we wouldn't have had any base for why we felt the way we felt and also wouldn't have been able to navigate the difficulties with them because you and I created boundaries in our relationship physically and emotionally um, that were based on past Mm -hmm. stuff that was like, this is how we're going to navigate this because of who we are and where we've been. And it was really unique to us because of our, our unique histories. And I think that if we hadn't had those conversations, I don't know. It just would it wouldn't really wouldn't have worked out. Yeah, I see a couple of things here. One, if you haven't worked through your own junk yet or your own past pains and everything and regrets and what you've done, your own sexual experiences and have some level of self-awareness as an individual, it's going to make it a lot more difficult in a relationship if that's the first time you're yeah. talking at that level of depth. And so I mean, that's that's what I'm thinking of here. It's like if you've worked through it and you find healing, then it's a lot easier to come to it without as raw of emotions. Without all, and it, sometimes it's good to do that. Maybe maybe you know you you found this person for a reason and you're there to work through stuff. But I think it is I don't know at least a note noteworthy of caution that like the healthiest relationships and marriages are, are, are because the people have work through a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff and they come together healthy knowing who they are and where they stand on things and and what they've actually been through and I can't say that I had fully fully dealt with like honestly looked at my own life yet and so that's part of the that's part of the the hesitancy from my side too of going into <clears throat> excuse me going into this these types of conversations saying well, I don't know about that because of my my belief of what I should and shouldn't talk about how I, and I just hadn't taken the time to actually honestly look and say, okay, wait, I'm being kind of ridiculous. You wouldn't do this with anything else in life. Yeah. And and like that there was pockets of that. Like, oh, I just, certain, you know. Yeah, well, and I think it's okay for you to, I think it's okay for the relationship to be a trigger for you to work through things. I think yeah. sometimes things come up in the right timing. You know, you start to have to address them. And in a perfect ideal world, you'd work through everything right as you went uh-huh. through it and, and every pain you've ever had and <laughs> yeah. whatever. Don't would... let one day go by, just run to the counseling and then <laughs> yeah. self, self-care and then journal it all out. You and... get to, you know, your 18s and you're, you're there's fine. nothing. Perfectly fine. You're, you're <laughs> no. just moving forward. I think, so yeah, that's not how this world works, unfortunately, and, and that's perfectly okay and reasonable. And I think, you know, there were things in you and I's relationship where you were a trigger to other areas of my life, other pains that I hadn't I that I didn't realize that I hadn't dealt with but it didn't mean that you were my crutch it didn't mean that because you triggered that that it was like 
Kyla has to carry this weight of everything that I'm working through. He has to be there every single time I'm working through something. I have to make sure that I discuss it all with him just because you were the trigger for that mm-hmm. thing. Um, for me to realize there was something I needed to work through. You were there p- for part of it, but you weren't there for yeah. all of it. And I think that that's when, when these conversations come up and when you start thinking through um, what you believe about sex and pains in your life and all of, all of these different things, just because you have that person there and you need to start having those sorts of conversations doesn't mean that, yeah, you shouldn't work through it yourself because you definitely, definitely should. And if you already have, great. That's awesome. Like you're ready to jump into this conversation knowing who you are and what you believe and where you stand on things. Um, but if you're realizing that this is just a trigger and you're just now starting to work through all of this because it's been brought up by somebody else, just be careful that you're not leaning on them to be the person to to make you kind of work through mm-hmm. those things or to to. I don't know, be along for the entire journey because it's your journey to take. Yeah. Yeah. And and, because then that's where it can become a crutch or some other person. Was it Chris Simon that that talked about the, you know, don't talk about sex. Don't, don't have sex. Don't think about it. Don't, 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 don't. Okay. Now do. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, wait, you've been training yourself for years to not. And I think that similar concept in the Christian circles that haven't dealt with it has that idea like, you know, you start to get close to somebody, it's natural to go deeper and start talking about these things, especially at that point. And it's appropriate. We didn't do it at first. Like there was times you worked through stuff. I was literally just there with you as you cried and worked through stuff. I had no idea. I just prayed and sat there and was like, God, can I do anything to help? And I just listen. And if I felt like I was supposed to do something, I would like one time I went and put my arm around you or like, you know, whatever, that kind of thing where it's just like, how can I be there with you and help you? Mm -hmm. Because I didn't know what was going on in your life. But you were working through whatever you needed to with God. And as we went forward, after we had this conversation, so it's still appropriate timing, boundaries, all that. We had the conversation about what we should talk about. Now we're having this conversation. I think this is where a lot of people go, oh, don't worry about it. Like just, they'll just, oh, we'll just get married and it'll fix the problem, you know? And it's, and then, and then it takes them whatever, seven years, 10 years into marriage, a couple of years, whatever it is to have enough long-term residual effects these things will start mm-hmm. to surface or whatever yeah. because as a child we learn to cope but as you get older old enough as a as a full functioning adult you have enough wherewithal and most people can start to step into their own and look back and start to work through the pains work through the ways they coped oh i did this as a kid and i got away with it because there was no bigger consequences now i'm an adult if i don't deal with this the consequences are even bigger now yeah if you're if you're in the stage of engaged or just newly married like this isn't like i just want to advocate for you working through this stuff um and i know that was sort of the question of like how much should we talk about and i don't want to like make you this is not to make anyone feel like they have to do anything but i do want to just advocate that there are a lot of people that come to me that are like kyleb said 10 15 years down the road and they come back and they say this is something that we dealt with when we were newly married and we just really have never worked through it. Or, or this is something that we kind of realized might be a problem, but we never really addressed it. And they went years and it's so easy. And you and I have even seen that in our relationship. It's so easy to get, what are we almost seven, eight years into marriage? We're going to be seven years in a few days. Oh, that's crazy. (laughs) So seven years. And it's like, there are still things that, you know, even this week we're like, 
okay, how have we gone seven years like this? Like, we need to address this and figure this out. And there's a ton of things that we've grown in. But the more that you can work through some of the big stuff at the start, the better off Mm -hmm. you're going to be. And and I don't think that there's any reason that it has to be like, now we're married and now we work through it. Like, I think that a lot of this stuff can be addressed in yourself first and then addressed as you're getting, like, dating and engaged because you're leading towards this relationship and you you don't want to bring all that baggage necessarily with you yeah. <laughs> into the into the start of things so yeah, yeah if you're a part of the 1.365 percent of single people listening to this right now that have made it this far into the podcast <laughs> you're super motivated right now man I've, i'm gonna do some self-work i'm gonna yeah let me go to count, <laughs> let me go to counseling let me take that time to journal let me take daily how am i doing what are the pains in my life what's not working what is working and just Self-reflection, journaling, reading, just self-growth is so healthy. Yeah. Get through the stuff. Yeah. Not one one ounce of effort, not one minute do I think I regret at all. I'd wish I had more. I mean, I spent lots of time getting away, especially in my, I would go through seasons myself. I, mean, I don't regret one, one minute yeah. to just work through stuff, to grow as a person, to, to have, um, you know, it's, it's fun. It's a fun journey too. Yeah. It doesn't have to be scary or anything. Even if you're in the middle of marriage and your marriage is falling apart right now. You can, you know, we're still alive. It's right now. You can, you can, you know, you can change it. We really are malleable. Yeah. So there's hope. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's, that's the cool thing here is whether you're single or in the middle or in the crazy place, you know, we, we come back to it and the same principles apply, like doing what you can to take an honest look at yourself and get healthier, looking, working together. In a, in a safe space for each other, not putting pressure on each other. Yeah. Having comfortable conversation and creating space, whatever that person needs, so that you can both learn where you're at and come together mm-hmm. again. Yeah, for sure. And I want to move on in just a little bit, but I just want to add this before we do. You saying that and us talking about, you know, working on yourself and things. I realized that a lot of our conversation with each other was really healthy because of all the previous week work we had done. Because like, for example, I would tell you about something that happened in my life. And because I had already done a lot of work on it, I was not looking for affirmation from Mm -hmm. you. I was not looking for you to tell me it was okay or it was wrong or you're hurt or whatever. Like I didn't need Mm -hmm. anything from you. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sharing it with you because Kyle had fixed me. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sharing it with you because I needed somebody to just like woe is me now it definitely helped when you were like oh that's really hard or that's sad or or man whatever because you were listening and and validating me as a human being but i wasn't necessarily looking for anything the benefit of sharing with you was simply so that you and i were on the same page we could move forward together and and we knew each other and got closer to each other yeah because i just remembered one of my favorite quotes from an entire year or semester marriage and family class that your history is a gift even if it's full of lots of pain and mistakes and 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 knowing that when you share your history you're sharing yourself yeah and to share yourself is absolutely necessary to give yourself in a relationship so that was one of those things it was inspiring to me to say oh yeah you know what 
And it takes courage. It really does to be vulnerable, to be there and say, I want a marriage more than just the average. I don't want to just get by here. I want this to be a really special thing. I want to experience all of those angles of love that you have in a marriage. Well, and it was very obvious to us too. I feel like the conversations that we had or that whatever it was that we were talking about, the things that we had already worked through and didn't have shame on were easier to talk about. Like when you and I were like, I know that I did this wrong, but I'm like confident in Mm -hmm. my identity in Christ and it is my history. It's important, but it doesn't define me. Those were the really, really healthy parts Mm -hmm. of the conversation. And I feel like the times where like that shame and that all of that, kind of gunk was Uh creeping in was when things kind of turned south and we had to either back up or rework through it or it was something that kept coming up that we had to work through um and so i feel like if you're having these discussions and there's something that just kind of like keeps popping up Mm -hmm. it keeps being a, um, a discussion point or a problem it probably means that there is either something with your identity that you need to figure out and or some shame that is still lingering on that you have to work through because i feel like we were able to just have those discussions and put everything on the table without feeling like a horrible person mm-hmm. because of, you know, we knew who we were Yeah, and the shame had kind of yeah. left it behind. Yeah. That's if you really do know who you are going in and that you're loved and you can't like, if you actually know that, then even if the feelings are so strong, that you're unworthy because of this or that you're unloved because of this. You can normally go through it, but that is the hardest part is when it's raw the first time or if it's been suppressed and then stuff comes out and you don't know where it's coming from. That's really hard. And yeah, if it keeps surfacing, I'd definitely say like, I think one of those mistakes that you can make is to stay isolated in it. Mm -hmm. One by yourself and just think, Oh, I'll, I'll just keep figuring it. I'll keep figuring it out by myself. And trying to do self-help or YouTube videos or something. That's better than nothing. But figuring out by yourself is lower step. than the next step above that is bringing someone else in on it. And if you're discussing it, that's great. But I think even another step even more is going to probably professional help. Yeah. <laughs> because you can't trust everybody out there. You may have good friends you can go to. And that's good. Or parents or mentors or something like that. That's maybe, maybe I classify that as lowercase p professional help. But the the point is like, I've spent too much of my life definitely avoiding that when it's only always been beneficial. Bringing I mean, stuff in the light. And, does and, a lot. and yeah, and getting help, not, not giving up your rights as a human being. And um, not using them as a crutch like we talked about yeah, earlier. Like not yeah. making it something that they have to be there. Like you're mm-hmm. still doing the work. Right. Like they are there to help, but you're still doing the work. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So at the end, we have to be responsible for our own lives and deal with what we've gone through and what's been done to us too. We have to deal with how that how we feel. And we have to deal with the pains that that has caused us. And in all those situations, there are people walking in healing and health and they're, they're free. They're yeah. not held back by those things unless they don't work through them, then they're choosing to hold themselves back as, yeah. as sad as it is. So, and we've all done it. And you know, that's the cool thing is that we have the choice to go and work through it. So yeah, we've, we've sure. been jumping all, all around <laughs> in this. No, it's house. good. It's good, good, good. <laughs> 
Hey friends, I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. So we went ahead and split it up. The second half of this conversation is going to be coming out next week, episode 45, where we talk about more of the future type conversation. Like what did we talk about as we were about to get married? What were things that we wish that we had asked each other? What were, what was it like learning about sex after growing up in the church and navigating that as a couple? And so if you are ready for that episode and you are excited to hear it, go ahead and make sure that you subscribe so that it is sent to your podcasting platform. And if you have the time and enjoy this content, I would love it if you would go ahead and leave a five-star rating and a comment that does everything for podcasters. And I appreciate you guys so, so much. So I will see you here next week. I can't wait.